Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week the book Everyday Creative by Michael Dixon. Keep listening to find out why you need to live dangerously through creativity. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I tell you about the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week we're diving into creativity with Michael Dixon's book, Everyday Creative, which is a book that I read kind of middle of this year and I loved. It's a really great book, so I'm going to be telling you all about the ideas in there and what it is that you can take from the book as well. It is a book that I would actually recommend you read. Some books I message people secretly afterwards who say that the episode was enjoyable or that they might pick up the book and I message them secretly and I say, no, don't, don't worry about reading the book. You've got, you've got the main ideas from, from the episode. This is not one of those. This is definitely a book that I would recommend you pick up and read for yourself because there is heaps in here that you will take away, come back to, reflect on and put into practice hopefully as well. It's also a topic that I particularly enjoy reading about, thinking about and acting on. So probably a little bit biased there as well, maybe, maybe, just maybe. Before we get into that, if you haven't already subscribed to my twice monthly little dispatch of bookish and podcast-ish type recommendations, it's called The Bookmark. I recommend you do so. You can do that and subscribe by hitting the button at the top of the show notes. Go and do that right now. I will wait. Okay, good. Hopefully you've already done that. Let's start talking about this book. I'm going to share first of all a little bit about the author, a little bit about the book, and then we'll get into the three big ideas. Michael Dixon is an award-winning speaker, author, musician and recognised authority of creativity, culture and the human future of work. He helps leaders and teams rediscover their natural appetite and aptitude for creativity with extraordinary success. Through the design and delivery of explosive keynote presentations, immersive team building activities and transformative talent development programmes, Michael leads a new wave of entrepreneurial savants showing forward-thinking companies how to reinvent for relevance in a 21st century renaissance. And that's taken from his website, michaeldixon.com. I will pop a link in the show notes as usual. A little bit about the book. Want to be more creative? Not sure of where to start? You're not alone. We all have a dysfunctional relationship with creativity. We love it, value it, and want more of it, but we just can't seem to find the time or resources to give to it. And despite desperate calls for more innovative thinking, the systems and processes that hold most businesses together don't allow or enable anything like it. This book is for anyone who feels that they have more to give but struggles to get it out. Packed full of powerful, practical and poetic tools, this inspiring and infectious read will have you cut through the barriers that prevent creativity at work while giving you the clarity and confidence to unleash your wild, untamed self-expression into every pocket of your personal and professional life. That's also taken from michaeldixon.com. There's also a website, everydaycreatives.com, which accompanies the book, which is a pretty fun website just to look at anyway, and has a heap of videos and resources and other things you can use to take to, to bring this to life as well. It also has a link to the 24-hour live stream, which Michael ran last year with a whole host of friends when this book came out as his book launch, which I thought was a really creative way of launching a book in the middle of a pandemic when the normal launch events and things you might want to normally do were just not available. So recommend going and checking that out as well as a little dose of creative inspiration. All right, with that said, let's get into the three big ideas from the book, Everyday Creative by Michael Dixon. Big idea number one is creative every day. Michael says the future of work will be written by those with the courage to think, feel and act more creative every day. 
And I think that point on on courage is so relevant because there's, and there's a lot in here that says about how and why we need to or seem to need to access a lot of courage in order to access creativity or be comfortable to access creativity, even in areas of uncertainty or discomfort. We don't need to go here into all the reasons why creativity is important. We know that we, the writing is on the wall that our more socially, politically and technically complex world requires a lot more creativity to solve the big problems that we are facing and will continue to face. We know that the, the future of AI and robotics and all the rest is the, the marriage of human creativity and emotion with the efficiency and power of technology. But we need to inject creativity into our daily lives, from our emails to our CVs to how we connect with people and even the shoes we wear. And not just into the big stuff, because we can't access creativity for the big stuff, for the big problems, if we're not practicing creativity on a regular basis. Plus, it makes life and work a lot more fun as well. So this book is all about harnessing those tiny ways, those little things that we can do every single day in order to be more creative, access our creativity and expand our creative minds. And like every book about creativity, it's so important not to conflate creativity with artistic talent or artistic skill. Those are two completely different things. And yes, of course, there is some level of relationship with them, but they are they are mutually exclusive. They, you can be creative and have no artistic talent. That is fine. Those two things are not the same. So hopefully we've got that sorted. All right, that's Big Idea Number One, Creative Every Day. Big idea number two is reclaim your creative identity. In the book, Michael says, no one was born boring. No one had dreams of being a buzzkill. It happens slowly, subtly, insidiously. You've probably heard people say that creativity is a skill and that it can be learned, but it's really something that's about relearning, which I think was a really nice point that Michael makes in this book. In a famous study led by George Land, he tested 1,605 year olds for their creativity skills. And this was testing their creative capacity and their ability to access that creative capacity. At just five years old, 98% of those 1600 children scored as creative geniuses on the test that George had created. Five years later, he tested the same children again. This time, only 30% were creative geniuses at just 10 years old. He tested again at 15. By then, it was just 12%. And most depressingly, by the time these children were 30 years old, just 2% of them showed the same creative genius potential that 98% of them had done just 25 years earlier. So it goes to show that creativity is bashed out of us slowly, but surely throughout pretty much all of our lives or 98% of our lives, given that 2% of them still had that somehow miraculously at 30 years old. We're taught that creativity and thinking differently is dangerous, that it will make us misunderstood or isolated or poor, and that it's safer not to be creative. But Michael talks about how the fact that all the post-it note activities in the world that you might do in your team, or maybe have had done before in other facilitation or team events that you've run, that it won't help if fundamentally you believe that you're not creative and you don't reclaim the creativity that you were clearly born with and the evidence would suggest that we all have innate within us, but it just gets learnt out of us. Michael breaks it down into six creative identities. The never was creative, the used to be creative, the kind of sort of creative, the love to be creative, the natural born creative and the everyday creative. He says the big difference is courage. That everyday creative is not born with more creativity than anyone else. They're not necessarily innately more creative, but they have practiced and they make it a conscious, courageous effort to bring creativity into how they're living and how they're working. And this doesn't mean doing anything wild as well. And we'll talk about that in the next big idea, but it just means being intentional largely. 
And it's important those those identities are not fixed. So if you're thinking, oh, great, I was the never was creative. And he says that actually the never was creative identity are the most deluded. So if you're thinking that, then <laughs> I've got some bad news for you, unfortunately. But these identities are not fixed just because you may currently identify as I used to be creative, but it was bashed out of me or I, I've been in a organization that does not celebrate creativity or create the environment for creativity doesn't mean that you can't move from that so it's definitely worth reflecting on that and thinking about how do you move from one level of creativity or one identity with creativity to another so that's big idea number two reclaim your creative identity Big idea number three is make it your own. This is possibly my favorite of the big ideas. First up, Michael gives plenty of space and prompts in the book to create your own creativity manifesto and your value proposition. The what, the how, and the why to set the scene and set your mindset around what does creativity mean to you? Why is it that you want to access it? What will the benefits be? And what is the value or the the benefit that not just to you, but to the others around you, to the work, to the business that you're running, etc.? It's then up to you to create the principles that make your own version of creativity because by its very nature, it will look and feel different to everyone. So some examples in the book, it could be wearing a more colorful outfit or some crazy socks, potentially, if that's that's your kind of safe place to start with creativity. Using bright stationery to create some different connections and thinking in your brain when you pick up your bright pink notebook or your bright orange notebook and you think, oh yeah, this is where I write my ideas. This is where I come up with really great questions. Going off script to connect. Michael gives an example of when he used to work in a call center and he was always getting told off for going off script, but he also was the most successful by the way they were measured person in the call center for the sales he made and the the connections he had with with the customers so it was really interesting that the output of creativity was celebrated but the the practice of creativity was very much admonished and he got told off a lot for for going off script asking new questions saying yes to different things switching your browser and looking beyond the default this is one you may have heard of before but people who go beyond the default settings on their computers on their phones and use a different browser so maybe a chrome or a firefox or something like that do have a little touch of extra creativity in them because they're not just going with what they're given and they are switching them now, i'm pleased to say i've been switching my browser since the first time i had a computer so i'm very pleased about this particular study that was done on on that particular personality trait Another couple of things, Michael will center align his emails. Just again, those little things, those little things that buck convention that make people stop and go, oh, hang on, this is different. Those little things that you can do. Different sign-offs on your emails. So rather than just the passive aggressive regards at the end because you hate the other person, because obviously that's the only time that regards is ever used, you could use a different sign-off instead. Making work work for you, maybe mixing up your meetings and then maybe reading something different, going somewhere different, meeting someone different in order to give yourself that little just new exposure to a different idea. So there's just a whole heap there of ideas that are taken from the book in in kind of in theme or in some exact examples. And there's a million other ways. But adding these, I think of them as little cheeky nods to yourself and to others becomes you and your way of expressing creativity and that builds up over time and then by before long you'll be asking different questions without even having to think about it and when the moment then really matters you'll be ready because you'll already be thinking in a more creative way and becoming the creative you were born to be that's big idea number three make it your own so there we go three big ideas from the book everyday creative by michael dixon big idea number one creative every day Big idea number two, reclaim your creative identity. And big idea number three, make it your own. 
If you've read this book, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought about it. Did you take anything from it? Have you put any of the ideas into practice? Have you started center aligning your emails or highlighting things in a different color just to mix things up and stretch your normal ways of operating? I would love to know your stories. The best ways to get in touch are through LinkedIn or Instagram. The contact details are at the bottom of the show notes. So click on there and I'd love to hear from you. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.